0: hey i'm mel
1: and i'm andres and you're listening to mixtape,
0: mixtape your favorite afro-latin podcast
1: what she said
2: we're actually talking about the conglomeration of various styles and essentially it's coming from the brazilian lambada as dance to Caribbean Zouk music. And I remind people that the word Zouk is actually not a Brazilian term, but it's an Afro-Caribbean term. Uh.
0: Today's single presents an interview with three Black Brazilian Zouk dancers here in the United States. Our guests Uh, are Ebony Lee, a Brazilian Zouk dancer and instructor currently based in Denver, Aaron Montgomery, a Brazilian Zouk dancer, instructor, and DJ based in North Carolina, and Ifosa uwa a New York City-based Brazilian Zouk dancer. This interview with Ebony, Ifosa, and Aaron is part of the investigative work for track 10 of our second season, Zouk Party. With Zouk's expansion across the world, beyond the Caribbean, we couldn't leave out a conversation about Brazilian Zouk.
1: Like cue me up a loop track uh, I'm lighting up a new match
3: We need to cook them up a new batch Oh yeah So we can show them how to do, I, I just wanna dance soup. I just wanna I just wanna
4: dance soup, soup, soup. I just wanna
1: Today's single title is inspired by the song Just Wanna Dance Suk by Archie and Sissel and DJ Kaká I just wanna dance I just
4: wanna I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna
3: Hey everyone, I'm Aaron Montgomery. Stay in the Triangle area. So, uh, Raleigh, Durham. um, Started dancing about four years ago, almost five. Started learning uh, salsa, bachata, and Brazilian zouk all at the same time. Um, Absolutely love Brazilian zouk since the very first basic. Like, from the very first one, I was like, this is the one. And that is not (laughs) an oversell, an overstatement. For a profession, I am a technical solution specialist at Cisco Systems. I'm on the data center team. So um, a lot of fancy words to say I work with the internet. Uh, Technically, I'm in sales, but like I'm the technical side of it. So I'm the person that's really just telling the truth, saying, yes, we can do that. No, we can't do that. Let's, uh, you know, this design sucks. This design is good or bad, (laughs) but uh, really focused around things on the internet. Um, And that's a little bit about me. I I started DJing about two years ago for uh, Brazilian Zoo. So that's a extra little bit that i do but i mean it's just a really great dance like i um started doing it and i really just fell in love with it travel doing it all the time doing uh jack and jill competitions and just really just immersing myself in the in the culture and the dance
4: don't you teach as well
3: too Uh, sometimes you know i I might do a little class here and there
4: (laughs) do some privates every
3: now and again
0: aaron is being real humble
3: (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: I'm, I'm decent. I'm decent. It's okay. <laughs> Cool.
2: Thank you. All right. So my name is Ebony Lee. I work in tech. I work as a test engineer at MailChimp, which means that I write code that basically tests the app that we use. And I'm from the originally from New York City area. Um, I moved to Denver about a half a year ago. Um, my Zoom journey is... For, for for the U.S., it's like, considered it long. I started about 14 years ago. Um, and before that, I was doing salsa, like, almost every day. Um, I was on a team. I was doing Cuban salsa. I was also doing on two. Um, uh, I had studied, over the years, I've studied everything from rumba to various forms of West African dance and drumming. I think that, I would say, the biggest piece of my journey that is really salient to me is how much Zouk Brazilian Zouk pulled in so many different, um, kind of inspirations from other from different dance genres and how much that uh, resonated with me. So, um, that's my journey
4: going off that. My name is Ifosa, I am from New York. So, I started in West Coast Swing actually and tango. I started with tango first, did for a couple months in 2016, then I went on to West Coast Swing. I was doing this as a college student, in which I actually got my my bachelor's in mechanical engineering, then switched over to computer science. But while I was doing and while I was doing my last year of engineering, I wanted to step outside, meet some people, make some friends. And I thought dance would be a good way of opening me up and allowing me to work on my people skills. So that's when I started with Tango. Then I went to West Coast Swing. Because it was a lot cheaper, and I liked the music more at the time. I thought it would be, I looked at the dance, I thought it was free-flowing, I thought it was good communication. Then eventually, along the line, I saw Brazilian Zouk, and when I first saw it, I didn't like it. The second time I saw it, I didn't like it. It took me a couple years to actually really get into it, but I saw more and more people starting to switch over from West Coast Swing to... Brazilian Zouk and that got me curious and then I, I think I heard one day in a conversation that like my favorite dancer at the time really enjoyed Bra- Brazilian Zouk so I was like all right it's time for me to go and learn Brazilian Zouk now and I, I've been with it ever since ever since 2018 seriously and I, I, I like like Aaron I dabble I do a little bit not too much I I, I chill I dance you know okay
3: I to <laughs> yeah, well, he, he has people just check his page to see what event is happening. He's like, "Where are we supposed to be?" Oh, let's look at he posts his page. what's he post about what's I, going
4: my, on. I just I, my Facebook is just a bookmark for me to remind myself where I'm where I need to go. When I'm not dancing, I'm working as a software developer for Travelers Insurance, and my day to day usually it'll be either accessibility so making things making buttons or other icons vi- more visible for people who need that.
0: Thank you all. The first question is, how is Brazilian Zouk danced? And uh, part two of that is, is it danced differently in the United States, Europe, and Brazil?
2: Like Zouk history is really, is my, it's so interesting to me. It's is my favorite thing to teach and to continue learning because it's, it's a combination of, of course, various stories. Everyone tells it differently. But well, we can't talk about Brazilian Zouk, the, so we talk about the Lambada. Essentially, when I talk about like what is Brazilian Zouk, I first mention, like, okay, we're actually talking about a conglomeration of various styles. And essentially, it's coming from the Brazilian Lambada as dance to Caribbean Zouk music. And I remind people that the word Zouk is actually not a Brazilian term, but it's an Afro-Caribbean term. So that's where I start. Um, I have to like I have to mention that like con- conglomeration, that combination of Caribbean Zouk um, as a music that people are dancing lambada to. And so I would say that um, when you start to trace the, that history, um, you start to see the lambada has various or like the Brazilian Zouk has um, various influences from the lambada. Which is, um, a dance in, that was, uh, which is a dance that was originated in northern Brazil by Afro-Brazilians and some indigenous Brazilian folks. And the Lambada comes from the Carimbó, which is a dance that was, again, like uh, from the combination of um, Afro-Brazilian and indigenous uh, dance styles um, combined into one. And then various other forms of dances from brazil latin uh, various parts of latin america and the caribbean so there's a whole list of, the, list of those dances i could go into later but um i would say that when we talk about brazilians you, there's a flow to it there's a rhythm that is commonly seen as a in triple and we have quick quick or if we're doing um kind of a sense of having salsa on one versus on two um depends on like where we're doing the quick But when we talk about Brazilian Zouk, the standard Brazilian Zouk, it's going to be slow and one, um, and then quick, quick. There is also there's a lot of uh, circular and kind of figure eight movements. There's a lot of head movement, and yeah, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on flow. And um, depending on the music style, it can vary from highly syncopated to very flowy to basically nothing at all, and two people just hugging (laughs) in place, which You know, some people have very strong opinions about that. (laughs) In the U.S.,
3: it really, um, it changes depending on where you go and the group of people there, right? So, like, if you see people dancing Zouk in the Triangle, it's going to be very different from what you see dancing in D.C. or if you go up to Florida or some of these other places because it's really heavily predicated on what music is being played. So, let's say in the Triangle, what happens a lot of the times is that... um, you will see it possibly at a salsa event where they don't even want to play a bunch of Brazilian Zouk. Um, They'll say that it clears out the floor and all that stuff. But um, what what happens is they'll end up playing a Kizomba song, um, which is fine. I love dancing Kizomba to um, dancing Brazilian Zouk with Kizomba music. But what happens is a lot of the times, at least in the triangle area, um, a lot of the people who actually still go to the salsa events, um, their basics might not be so strong to keep up with the Kizomba basic. Because it's very fast when it comes to how we usually like to dance Brazilian Zoo. So uh, when you're in this area, you might see certain things that you might not see if you were to go to D.C. And they have a very good infrastructure, amazing DJs that come out all the time. <clears throat> and they can read the room and have the music that it can be a mixture of so much stuff. right? You can have rap, hip hop. Um, You can have Latin stuff. It's just a lot of different things depending on who's in the room and um, what the DJ is doing and how they want to play around with it, which is really
4: fun. I think a lot of it is influenced by, one, the music that's being played, as well as teachers in that scene. From what I've seen and what I've experienced, there's not too much difference in terms of structure of dance there may be a difference in flavor, depending on the music. Maybe they play a bit more neo and also a depending on who's who which artists or teachers or people in the room. I do say that Europe is an older scene, so they are more experienced and a lot of their dances have been dancing dance in general since they were a youth. So I will say that influences. Need dance but other than that I think it's probably just regional like Aaron said DC would be different from North Carolina which would be different from California so I would assume the same thing would be applicable for Europe as well to
1: Ebony since you mentioned you know the the all the rhythms as well as dance styles that have gone into into Brazilian souk, I mean Fun fact is that the first performance I ever did, I was like five years old, was actually a lambada. <laughs> so, oh,
4: wow.
3: No video or didn't have to hold
1: <laughs> up. We need to see Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. You're going to have to reenact <laughs> that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I was going to ask, is, is Samba Giga Feira one of the rhythms or the dance styles that have influenced Zouk? Because I feel like this basic of Samba Giga is very similar to basic of Zouk.
2: What's really interesting about that is that um, Brazilian Zouk lambada b- before it and samajigafira have a shared dance ancestor in machishi which is a dance style that was popular in brazil from around see i would say around like 1900s 1920s and you'll start to see these like r- these patterns of waves of different dance uh, crazes that actually originate in some afro-diasporic part of um, you know, the Americas and then are taken over are taken and um or shared or appropriated, however you like to see it, by European social dancers. And then that becomes part of their the kind of ballroom, kind of like the ball craze of the moment. So like back about pretty much a hundred years ago, the Mashishi was one of the things. That was one of the dance crazes that kind of spread throughout uh Europe and Americas. Um, from uh, essentially Afro Brazilians who were dancing a combination of an earlier dance um, that was more even more closely tied to its African roots, which was called the lundu and the polka, which is an Af- in a European dance. Um, so the meshishi is going to have uh, a lot of the basics that you'll see uh, shared between the, you know, Sambichi Gafira and um, eventually Brazilian Zouk. But actually, when we look at lambada, that has, that has a little combination of everything, including the merengue, cumbia, and other styles of dance. So, um, yeah, so you start to see the kind of those patterns, but, and I would say that at some point, there's a, there's kind of an inflection point where the lambada, where like ballroom dancers who were in, based in Rio, we're actually starting to codify the lambada so they could teach it to their students. And in doing so, they kind of make it a little bit more standard to the other Brazil, other ballroom dances that the students know. And then that's when you start to see um, what we now know as Brazilian Zoo kind of danced more in a slot dance and more similar to the other styles of dances that you see, kind of like salsa or samba de gafeira or bolero. So I could name all these different genres, but it's just I think it's because you start to see that there's a lot of interplay of genres and it, a common ancestor in um, West African dance.
1: I love they mentioned Mashishi because when we talked about samba, was actually uh, the first the first episode of our second season, uh, and you know was also one of the bases of of samba. And how it's developed so we we got to learn a little bit back then when we were talking about brazilian samba but actually just going off of some of the things that you were saying Ebony, let's move on to the second question which is is has the popularization of SUG across the globe you know not only how it came to brazil and then it became its own thing but over the you know over the whole globe has that popularization minimize the black caribbean roots of the rhythm
2: back when I first found out about Zook because everyone was um back then people called it Zook lambada or Lamba Zook. Um and there was a lot of confusion around all of that. But back then I would I would kind of Google it or I would look it up on YouTube and the only thing I could I could find like maybe two or three videos and one of them was how to dance Zook and when and it was actually how to dance like Caribbean Zook. Um, which had which was not like what I was looking for but I was like oh wait this is actually Caribbean dance <laughs> but then I noticed over the years le- like when you kind of look it up on YouTube you you see less and less of that you wouldn't and now these days if you like Google Zouk like you find more and more Brazilian Zouk videos and um, articles and and I think shortening the name to Zouk has minimized that in the sense that like it's started to take over in the sense and like you don't see as much um, representation of Caribbean music or um, I mean you see the the music because you're dancing to the music um, but you don't see as much of a dance representing the videos and so yeah I would say that's that's one w- way it showed up for me pretty big
3: when we were talking and when people talk about it and even when I talk about it now I want to make sure that I Mention it as Brazilian Zouk, right? Because it, Zouk is a, it's a totally different dance that's from the Caribbean and everything. So I didn't want to necessarily minimize those roots, but at the same time, as how the how the dance is developed, it's taken away from like sometimes there's been this thing going on where a lot of people don't necessarily like movement, right? They just want to sit there and hug and breathe which (laughs) that, that kind (laughs) of, it's a hot button topic, but, um, you know, that really takes away from the essence of dance period, right? Like, yes, it's beautiful. It's, it's great. But at the same time, um, you know, there's, there's movement that is missing to the beat that should be there if there's a beat. Um, but as of late, there has been a very big push with uh, lambada rights for people to remember the roots and people are really starting to, um, just become more open to it and they really like what you can do with the movements. Um, more than not, a lot of people want to learn Lombada because of Wi-Fi, which is uh dancing, uh, you know, just without connection, like you're looking at each other, you're doing movements from far away and it seems really cool. So like that might bring people into learning Lombada just because they want to do those movements, but then they learn the history and then they learn all of these other things that they can put within their um, dance currently. And um, it's just been really nice to see that start to come back and bring back more of the roots of the dance and everything.
4: Fosa, what do you think? I feel like with anything that gets bigger than it originally was, there will be some type of loss of history or some type of misinformation that goes around. Um, unfortunately, when that name Brazilian Jizuk was chosen, it automatically it, created some type of confusion on what the dance is i do think that the popularization has definitely minimized i do think some of our teachers are rather there is a bigger push to correct that because however you see it whether it's appreciation appropriation or blatant stealing it's still very important to acknowledge the history of the dance however that history may be and with with us we use a lot of the music. I don't know if we use too much of the movement itself because I'm not particularly studied in Caribbean Zouk, but the music for sure. And we already know how music influences movements, influences opportunities and availability, like what you want to do, how you want to move. So I, I definitely do think that there is some type of minimization of Black Caribbean roots.
3: And and one really quick, super short story on how the name Zouk even came to be, right? So when Lambada was big in the 80s, 90s, it started to die out a bit. And basically it was forbidden dance and people still wanted to dance it, but they would dance it at Zouk clubs. So they were like, hey, I'm going to go dance Zouk. So everybody started to, at that time, started to refer to it as Zouk. That's a super short story of how, to an extent, how it started without them even necessarily wanting to started to take away from the roots of the music because people started to refer to it as that and then now we have the big thing that's happening.
0: This conversation is flowing right into our next question, especially your last comment. You folks like just our, our next question being as zouk gains popularity outside of the Caribbean, how can dancers, uh, students, teachers, performers, DJs, all of uh, those who partake in zouk uh, Brazilian Zouk, in some way, how can they pay homage to center the Black origins and the Caribbean origins of Zouk?
4: If I could start it off, first off, I think it starts with vocally, at, whether it's in class or online, show show appreciation for the history of where this dance is, whether it be from music, whether it be from movement, from individuals who influence it, all that. This clear appreciation and adoration and let it be vocal whether like actually having teachers teach history classes day one of the progressive classes or so or along the line or even at events have discussion panels with the teachers and art and other uh, knowledgeable folks there discussing the history of Brazilian Zouk as well as the history of Caribbean Zouk so they know what the the differences were and also what What has occurred between the relationship that may exist between them, or that exists rather,
0: in congresses I have been to, there tends to be a history of salsa lesson at some point. Do we see that with zouk too, formally in the same way it it sometimes happens for salsa?
2: I've been increasingly teaching more and more, um, you know, history of zouk and history of lambada workshops. Um, as different festivals and uh, weekenders, uh, most recently taught at a, um, which is very rare to have these days, is like a Lombada festival, and it was Lombanapolis napolis uh, Riel, uh, who's, uh, of Riel and Jessica, who's a very, really big Lombada and Zouk dance couple, and and then we did that as like the very first class. And I think that's that's been a really, um, what I've seen is that like a lot of the dancers, um, a lot of the students have been better able to kind of make those connections between the dance and the music. And like you were saying at FOSA, like having that um, that knowledge of a connection between, you know, like the history of the dance and the history of the music and seeing like actually that there's so much, you know, so much interplay between the two throughout it. The development of each I think it's been like really the key to paying homage because then it, it has a relevancy to them and they understand more like where you know like why this is you know the way it is and like why it's so important to understand like the roots of that and that foundation for me mail in any
0: Hey, it's me, Mel, one of the hosts of the Mixtape podcast. I wanted to take just a few seconds to remind you that in the Mixtape podcast, we take an anti-racist approach to center the contribution of black people and culture across the Latin American and Caribbean diasporas through dance and music. Follow us on Instagram at mixtape.podcast and click the link tree in our bio to find all of our episodes across platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get back to Brazilian Zouk. What Black Zouk artist, and that includes dancers and musicians and teachers, should we be paying attention
4: to? We'll start with the with the one that's on the panel right now. Ebony, first and foremost. I, that's, that's OG right there. Also, you got, you know, one coming up right here. The King himself, Aaron Montgomery. You can start with those. But in addition, just to list off a couple others, some DJs, Amber Rose. Her name's DJ Aphrodisiac. You got Archie over there, who who's from Dallas, of Archie and Sizzle makes a lot of music whether it be ghetto zoo, kizomba, hip hop, R&B, etc. Uh another one obviously in New York we got one James James Powell also known as DJ Power. He's a, a he's a phenomenal DJ. Killing it wherever he goes whether it's US, Europe, Brazil, doesn't matter. He, he he's excellent. Then you also got Jessica James sister who actually introduce james to djing or into introduce him to brazilian zoop she's she's phenomenal she's in boston she's a great teacher as well
3: we got we got warren holly we got uh jen in florida teaching amazing um what's his name jeremy in atlanta already mentioned uh joshua juice uh who else we got oh jasmine teaching lombada in denver we can't not forget julissa but there's just a few people if we have forgot any names this is really off the top of our head we we love you all you all are amazing
2: well i got a few more um so we've got the ogs ogs like um so we've got Braz dos santos who is he was actually one of the first um dancers who was in the Band, you know, there's this band that like spread the, the song Lambada all over the world, and he's still dancing. And um, he's based, he's you know, he's he's Afro Brazilian, he's based in Florida right now. But uh, his name's Brazos Santos. Um, we have Hudson, um, he is an Afro Brazilian, um, you know, and he teaches. Uh, in person as well as online. And he not only teaches a dance, but he teaches a history. He has an incredible history class um, that's also available online. You have Gilson Damasco. Gilson is also a legend, like a living legend. Um, he is an Afro-Brazilian uh, man who brought lambada and uh, lambazook, which was at that like inflection point where they were starting to kind of incorporate more... Um, you know, we're still doing Lombada, but actually adding more, uh, elements of what we call Brazilian soup now to the dance. And he was, um, he made that like a huge craze in Argentina. Uh, he lives in, uh, I think Amsterdam now. And, uh, he had, he also hosts a great, um, festival, uh, is it the Brazilian dance festival I believe in Amsterdam, BDF, BDF, um. Uh, and they also have a couple who is uh, Afro-Brazilian couple who was just brought over to Canada, Pedro and Ana.
4: You also got Val of Val and Vanessa, as well as Mark of Mark and Melissa, who are excellent, excellent leads. But also I don't want I because it just popped in my head that I forgot. We got the, the father of swag, Jamil himself. Amazing teacher in district in, over there in DC district zoo. I I I'm like, the fact that I slipped. I'm embarrassed. And that that dude is a beast. You clearly have your encyclopedic knowledge of
1: of the black artists we should be paying attention to. This is wonderful. This is great. Um, what has been your experience as black Brazilian suit dancers in the US?
4: Oh Jesus!
1: Okay. Um, the
3: experience has evolved. I'll put it like that. There was a point in time where actually people might not even know this, but me and Iphosa at one of the interfusions, I want to say maybe three years ago, we decided to make this black chat. Everybody knows about it, but basically we wanted to put all of the Afro Zoop dancers together and just let us know when we're at events, take pictures and things like that. And ever since the creation of that chat, you know, there's a lot more um camaraderie between everyone we all talk and everything we we go to events as groups and everything and it it's really changed our entire experience going to um these events if not for that
4: group chat and that group it being black and brazilian specifically in the states it was, at least from my experience i struggled especially Upon entry into Brazilian Zo, I didn't know if people didn't want to dance with me because I sucked at dancing or if it was because I was Black. I couldn't really, both are terrible reasons for, to experience as someone new or beginning, like, you should be able to enter the dance. But I didn't know. But what did help me, though, was seeing James, James Powell, DJ Power. He was the DJ there, so he was a figure of authority, a Black man right there. So that got me through it, as well as Ebony being out there at the social. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, we're here. We exist. And then, as Aaron said, it's been evolving. And there's been, like, each each Black person will probably have their own stories that range from, hey, it's been shit to it's been okay to it's been wonderful. But I, I do think... Now it's a bit better because we have we've we're coming together and there's a collective, but it's a still a struggle. Cause I I say this. I mean, you hear stuff like, "Oh, I don't like R and B," or "I I don't want to." I'm like, to me, so th- there's a part where I'm like, where I feel the blackness in me sometimes gets silenced because a lot more there's a lot of other people saying what they want and I'm like, hey, I want this as well. But then it feels like you have to accommodate sometimes, but you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. And Lord knows I, I am not accommodating anymore. That shit is over.
2: I love that FOSA <laughs> Um when I started, yeah, like even when I was starting in salsa, it was like that, whereas it it's like no one was asking me to dance and I really got in my head about it, because I couldn't tell if it was me, was it my, like, was my ability to dance, or was it just me being, I don't know, was it because I was Black, and so I had a lot of doubt in myself about, like, you know, what that was all about, and eventually, um, I just loved to dance so much, and I had the support of, um, I was just lucky to have the support of instructors, and um there was actually one um my first instructor's dance partner was black, was black woman. Um and she was really, really inspiring to me. And I um Latena Walters is her name and she I she's based in DC. Um and I think that like that just kept me going, you know, like I would get the support every so often, like here and there. Um, and it was just, yeah, it it was really a struggle of like, okay, do I love this dance so much? I'm gonna still keep doing it. Um, and eventually, like, I was just like, I'm just keep going. Um, but that's something, especially like black women, um, that is something that we, you know, that we share across the board is like, we a lot of times we don't get asked to dance. I know that, and I'm seeing like more and more people. Yeah, you know, more and more women of color coming up in the dance. Um, it's just like, I'm hoping that there's just more support all around. So, yeah.
3: And I I know I didn't really mention it when I started talking, but uh, when my, my experience coming into it was a, a little bit different. Um, you know, I started learning it here in the Triangle area. And literally, one of the reasons why I wanted to dance Zouk was I walked into the Zouk Kizomba room at Agui Fuego, which was my very first dance event. So I saw all three of the dances, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" But they were playing the Zouk remix or the Kizomba remix of Usher Climax, and I was like, Yo, this is fire!" So I was like, yeah, this is. I was like, "This is great. I need to learn this dance right here." Um, But I had such, as you guys can attest to, I had such a tunnel vision when I got into dance. I was like, look, I'm dancing every single night. Salsa, whatever. If that's all we got here, sure, I'm gonna learn that because I'm trying to dance. So like, literally, I was going out. I was trying to learn as much as I could. Um, There were some of those, you know, the usual black people things that we go through with you know, people not talking to you or things like that. But I didn't care because I was like, look, you don't want to dance, whatever. Cool. I'm going go to this next person. They probably going to want to dance. If they don't want to dance, all right, whatever. I'm going to dance by myself. What, whatever it was, I was dancing just about every single song. But it did change around the time. I think we had NC Zook Fest. And I do remember meeting Ebony and um, I had met uh, Hermela. And I don't know if Comfort was there yet. But I um, I met them and then I saw them at another event. And again, I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. You know, there are Black people here and like there's a totally different swag, totally different type of music. And um, that really did help me with going through with, you know, the passion that I had for the dance. But um, it really did like the the whole. It just hits a point for me specifically where I didn't necessarily care about uh the energy that was being thrown towards me, which is interesting, which is uh, is how me and Iphosa met, actually. We were at this event. We went to this dinner. (laughs) And there was a bunch of... There were a bunch of it was only me and he Fosa there, <laughs> right? We were, a bunch, family, a bunch of we were the only ethnic people there. <laughs> and I walked in and it was crazy because like the looks that I was getting, like nobody wanted to talk or anything. And you know, I'm still being me talking to everybody, southern gentleman. You're like, hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? And uh, you know, me and he Fosa, um met up at the end of the table, and you know, we just had a, a welcoming energy, right? So like I tend to have that welcoming energy for you know any new dancer especially if they're an afro dancer um so like if i see people on the scene like at salsa events it's usually the black women who are sitting off to the side i make like somebody might ask me to dance i'm like no i'm sorry i'm about to go dance with this lady over here because she's been dance- sitting down for like two three songs because they tend to not get these dances but it also extends past the dance community right because if i'm out and like let's say there's a little black girl who just got her braids done or whatever i take the time to let her know hey your hair looks nice all of this other stuff i, I do it to Everybody just to know that they're seen and they're appreciated, right? Because like that, we don't necessarily get that all the time, right? We get torn down more than people try to build us up.
4: I think uh, we both of us could attest to this. When we're DJing, there's that, especially when you see black people in the room. There, there's a moment in the set. It's like, all right, everyone in the room, this is for them. And you know what? Yeah, like, nah. <laughs> the, 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 the craziest part is like these these people might be protesting on facebook saying nah 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 we want to hear all this and that but like when black people are in the room when they're dancing to the things that they've come up to or they really enjoy and then not only that because black people always do this they share that love and adoration for the music and the movement with everyone in the room it starts to build up the energy so whenever we shift to the to the blackness of the dance, of the blackness of the music, the whole room is lit.
0: Before we we end, is that chat for DJs and instructors? Is that something that's uh you would say public in the zoo community? Like how how do people learn about that?
3: We just see them. We invite them. We're like, wait a second, we don't know you. Who are you? There's only so many of us. And we're like, wait a second, I've seen you. Hold up, no, nah, let's get her. I did it. We posted our last event. I was like, yo, who's this person? I was like, I've not seen them before. They in the chat. And I was like, yo, you need to go at them. And I wanted to make sure that they went to go at them because I didn't want to seem like this weird guy just trying to talk to this girl. I'm like, nah, you go talk to them. I understand. You, but like, you got this. You add them to the chat.
4: <laughs> it's, it's pretty It's pretty big to the point where now we have a WhatsApp group going on and another party chat because it's just, too, there's, well, there's, there's a good number of us and yeah just to answer your question no there's no it's not just for artists teachers there's no skill level the only thing is that you identify as black and now also say what's up in the chat
0: thank you to aaron ebony and ifosa for taking the time to meet with us to talk about brazilian zouk we actually completed this super interesting panel discussion before we were able to interview all of our guests for the Zouk party episode of our Rhythm Season. In light of that, we really appreciate this complimentary discussion that has followed our Caribbean Zouk episodes, especially given how popular Brazilian Zouk has become in the U.S. and abroad.
1: Absolutely. Our exploration of Zouk would be incomplete without talking about the very popular Brazilian Zouk. And who could be better to have that conversation with than friends. Aaron, shout out my brother, Efosa, Evony. thank you so much for sharing this time with us. I really hope that Sook dancers and enthusiasts are able to connect with the knowledge our guests have provided throughout the array of Sook episodes we have produced. I wish you all many, many happy, rooted, meaningful, and fun dances. Sook away!
3: thank
0: you for listening to today's episode don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook where you can find us at mixtape.podcast and also on twitter and youtube which you can find on our website themixtapepodcast.com Make sure you click the subscribe button and turn on notifications Do you have any suggestions questions or comments? Email us at themixtapepodcast at gmail.com Remember that you can also send us audio clips with your reflections for future episodes This episode was sponsored by the Orange County Arts Commission Thanks for listening This is Mixtape